Hey everyone, this is Chris, and you're listening to One Cross Radio, and today we are joined by nobody, it's just me. Uh, and today's episode is, I'm gonna actually try to keep it a shorter one, uh, just cause I'm not feeling the best, so, and this is also a topic that I can honestly just go on, and go and go and go and go, and the thing is, um, I've got a couple episodes in me on this broader topic, uh, as you can actually tell, just cause... What last Wednesday we dropped one of two bonus videos having to do with Star Wars. I've been on a huge Star Wars kick recently. Um, the uh, the excellent Clone Wars series has been knocking it out of the park. It has now formally ended for the third time, if you can believe it or not, which is just absolutely bonkers. Um, that one show has had three series finales. Um, but it is it it the the whole seventh season was solid, um, but the last four episodes uh, were were above and beyond. Um, but the thing is, not everybody has seen it, and while you can stream, uh, and people can, I'm I am gonna try to wait on it. Also, I'm recording downstairs. Uh, my amazing wife Jill might be back down any minute, and she wants to watch it, so I need to make sure where I'm recording, she can't hear what I'm saying. Um, because I do want to honor no spoil, no spoilers with her. So instead, we're going to be talking about um, some of my other favorite Star Wars stuff. Now, aside from a quick asterisk, which I'll put up in in a second, uh, 99% of what we're talking about today is a fan-made. Uh, Star Wars for a long time had a a rich uh, a rich history of uh, fan participation. Um, the expanded universe lended itself to that. Lucas knew uh, how much his fans loved this. So there, for a long time, has been able to be fan projects, fan films, fan scores, um, where as long as it is made abundantly clear that no profit is to be made off of this, um, that it is a fan project only with no profit, nothing, uh, Lucasfilm's been pretty loose on that. I'm not sure if that is still the case now with the move to Disney. Uh, Disney, for all intents and purposes, is pretty tight about their IP, and that's that's fair. That's their prerogative. Um, but I'm just saying what it what it used to be. So, I, I, I even with fan edits of of the prequel trilogy or the original trilogy. Or documentaries about them. Uh, Lucas and Lucasfilm were all good with with fan films of this of this stuff happening. Um, so yeah, that's that, most of this is that actually. Uh, most of the things I'm going to be talking about, at least in any type of depth, are uh, are fan films. The thing I wanted to shout out off the top is, uh, yeah, after Clone Wars uh, ended Monday. Uh, so yesterday, I'm still trying to get that Star Wars fix filled. I haven't yet started replaying Jedi Fallen Order, um, but that's coming. That's coming any day now. Um, but I did revisit a uh, a former piece of continuity. Now, this isn't a fan thing. This was, for a while, absolutely canon. It was the Clone Wars micro-series. I can't remember the direct, uh, not the director, but the the maker, uh, the main guy's name, 
but it was the, the the man behind Samurai Jack, and this was just it was all uh, balls to the wall, insane Jedi action, and it was so much fun. Um, the micro series it would be you'd get episodes that were maximum two minutes long each. Uh, so I think the first volume had something like sixty individual episodes. No, that can't be right because it's an hour and like five or ten or fifteen minutes or something. But anyways, it I I really really dug it. It's it's fascinating to go, to go back to because that one introduced things that the the Clone Wars CG show or now what you can call the Clone Wars proper um, or you could just call Clone Wars and the the former one specifically the micro series um, that introduced the Saw's Ventress that introduced some of the Arc Trooper stuff um, it, it, it added a lot and it would it, it it's through there that they intro introduced General Grievous and oh my goodness General Grievous in the micro series um, was insane i was actually so disappointed <laughs> with general grievous in revenge of the sith and subsequently clone wars when i have this borderline nigh untouchable uh grievous that was introduced in the micro series if you don't look up the micro series for all its its goodness but also absurd goodness because trust homie there is so much absurd goodness there there's a wolfman jedi there's a shaggy padawan i kid you not there is a padawan that looks exactly like shaggy from scooby-doo and that was deliberate um and mace windu taking out an entire army of the the super battle droids or i think they later got named the b2 battle droids um he gets separated from his lightsaber so he's just punching through these things it's that kind of absurdity that's so much fun and awesome. Um, but then you get Grievous. Look up General Grievous from the Clone Wars micro series. Uh, I don't think you'll regret it, but even still, just to see what that character could have been or how he was allowed to be originally introduced as, it, it's something else entirely. Um, okay, so that out of the way, I wanted to get to the main topic today. So this is just me sharing some of... Uh, my favorite fan stuff from from the Clone War. Uh, sorry, not from the Clone Wars, but from the fan community. And the one I want to start with is one I watched while I was waiting for those episodes. So here's the thing, especially while this quarantine has been going on, I have realized I am not built for weekly episodes anymore. Like a new episode a week. I can't do that anymore. Uh, and the problem is I started two shows where I needed it. <laughs> where I needed the new content and I was waiting. Started The Last Dance, the uh, the Chicago Bulls documentary um, about their final season. And and Clone Wars, season, uh, Clone Wars Season 7. And the thing was, with Clone Wars, as you can make a real distinction... Um, of episode 9 through episode 12. Um, don't get me wrong. The previous 8 episodes I still find good. But I didn't need like need it. You know? Like I could watch the episode. And then even though I'm like yeah I want to carry this story on. But you know what? I can, I can leave it for tomorrow. Um, when you get to 9. Um, 9, 10, 11, 12. No. No. That weight was brutal. I am not built for it anymore. 
So I was like, I need something to fill the Star Wars fix. And I started revisiting Rebels, which I, I was never that big on. Uh, but after talking to uh, our good friend, Pastor Hector Mirai from over at Faith and Fandom. Uh, and at that time, he was the only one actively watching Clone Wars. So or I was like, I need to talk to somebody about this. Um, he was like, dude, just watch Rebels. Just give it a shot. And I'm slowly getting back more into it. Um, the animation still is my favorite, but there's there's a couple things, especially because I've been watching Clone Wars recently, where it's resonating and some deep cut fan stuff where I'm like, you know what? This is this is winning me in. Anyways, I wanted I, I did want something else. So a couple of years ago, uh, the, more than a couple of years ago, in the mid 2000s, two amazing games, uh, two amazing Star Wars games were dropped. Uh, they were called Knights of the Old Republic. Uh, now I know there's later the the Old Republic, which is a MMORPG, so a massive uh, blah 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 massive massive multiplayer online role playing game MMORPG. Yep, there we go. Um, and those just don't really appeal to me too much, um, which sucks because I really loved what they were doing with uh, Knights of the Old Republic and Knights of the Old Republic to the Sith Lords, which. Uh, from hence, uh, henceforth, um, here on out, I'm just going to call KOTOR, because it's just much easier. Um, and KOTOR 1 and 2 were just just your standard role-playing games, but they had a very captivating and engrossing story. Um, and it's interesting. with with When you want to see the cinematic of something, uh, you you look it up on YouTube, and often it'll be just like, uh, say the Force Un- Force Unleashed, the movie, or something. But what that really means, it's just here's all the cinematics and maybe a little bit of gameplay uh, to lead into the cinematic scene. So years ago, uh, as I was getting more and more into Kotor, uh, I found that someone was making fan films using Kotor. And by that, I mean they were filming in the game i don't know how i don't know how they do it um i really don't i wish i had that answer um and i'm sure it's been answered numerous times um but they filmed using the game itself and the editing on it was really interesting because you can find that as well on youtube where it could be i don't know say jedi academy uh the movie but then it's like, here's all the button prompts. Here's all the, you've got your your little guy highlighted um, and all that. This didn't do that. You didn't see them choosing what uh, move their guy would do. You didn't see dialogue prompts um, or anything like that. And that that was really interesting to me. Um, what they did, they, they really achieved making making a film out of out of kotor and in fact they made it a trilogy and it's it's fascinating to me to to take something else entirely now it's a video game it's star wars we know that they these stories generally are are cyclical we know that they're nine times out of ten the sith are coming in and wiping out the jedi and there's very few of them left and there's all that jazz because Heck, it happened in the Old Republic. It happened in the in the, the main era of films. The the Skywalker saga was chock full of it, and then also in the uh, the Legacy era, 
where it's like 130 years later and guess what a new sith army's in and the jedi are almost destroyed it's just how star wars stories work for the most part anyways um what i've really appreciated about this though is i love the video game but it's interesting when you're playing something like that because it's so many times people have are like, I want a movie based on this. Now, I do too. But the thing is, so much when you're doing a video game, you love a lot of it. And you want all of it to be to make it on the screen. But it's not going to. It's like when you're reading your a favorite book of yours. And you're like, oh my gosh, this, this, this would be an amazing movie. A lot of it needs to get cut. It's why books, so many book fans are very rarely satisfied with the the film translations now for example to me lord of the rings the films are perfection they are perfect uh the books less so the tolkien fans are going to come at me for that but hear me out like there's stuff in the books that i find really really dry there's characters where i'm just like i get why you're here but you're not doing anything for me and when you're looking at it like that from an unbiased thing and also you're translating it to a different medium where you've got your imagination, you've got however long it takes you to read. Some people are speed readers. I am not. Um, and then you've got it. You've generally got to condense it down to 90 minutes to two and a half hours, maybe three, three and a half if you push it. But most of the time, it's 90 minutes to an, uh, two and a half hours tops. Um, so stuff has to get cut. And with Lord of the Rings, because uh, I've read the books and I love the and then I've loved the movies, I, I see why they cut and changed what they cut and changed. With something like Kotor, when you're doing that, but then using the actual like using the physical thing itself, to me that makes it so much more interesting. Um, you're taking the game, you're using it for this for this thing now, using the vocal performances within the game, you're now adding your own acting on top of it. Uh, so you're you're putting your spin on this story, but using the actual engine for the original story itself. That part's interesting to me. Um, the uh, the guy voicing uh, Logan Star, because uh, Logan Star is the main character in this film is what it is i don't think he's a trained actor but he does a good job um and again you're like this isn't a high budget thing what's also really fascinating out of it is he put in like him and his team uh they used footage from kotor 2 just to world build um just to add to that and to flesh out that universe i'm like that's really interesting um he also added stuff from other star wars games just lifted it in and as the film as you got towards the third the films got better the first one i still find really enjoyable um it's called a familiar path the special edition is on youtube as well and i'd say go for that one because unlike the the original trilogy special editions these are better um yeah no they're better uh it because even he's like when they started this in the early 2000s and it took the team a couple of years to do each film there there was stuff where they're like we were not like it's flawed but they're like this isn't what we want it to be but we can't do what we want 
fully to do right now so we will go back to this but we we delayed long enough we want to give this to our fans um and i was one of them i was watching them as they were coming out i was like this is really interesting and really cool uh, but then I basically forgot about it for a while, and then I rediscovered it on YouTube. And yeah, the, the look them up. Look up the if you just search Kotor, uh, the movie or trilogy. I think it's further down, but specifically you could look for uh, Kotor one, uh, Kotor episode one, A Familiar Path, Kotor episode two, Veil of the Dark Side, or Kotor episode three, The Circle of Fate and it's it's so good they're they're literally great um episodes one and three have special editions the team and the the maker cadence century have said for two's special edition uh it's it's very complicated so it's eventually coming but it's on the back burner they're also right now working on a a revan prequel series which is really interesting um yeah, they added stuff to the games. They modded the games to do new things in them. They, as these stories went, they kept adding new characters to tell their story, but still honoring and using the original blueprint and makeup of it and everything. And it's, it's to me, they're excellent. Now, I, I honestly can't recommend them enough. Um, each of them are two hours and 15 minutes so like a proper length star wars uh if you do search for veil of the dark side uh you can i can't remember the full name but if you do veil of the dark side there's two cuts one that's an hour and a half and one that's 214 look up the 214 one uh the 214 one also shows some of the interesting stuff they're doing where they did a horror sequence they did a horror movie sequence on manon uh, in the in the part where you're down in the in the game where you're down trying to get through the Selkath stuff and where the on the Harakin Rift or the, that, the whatever that's called um, the Rift uh, it's a little station down and the Selkath have gone crazy in there they're like he just shows them as it, it's done in a horror movie way and it's so interesting and it's that kind of thing that even makes it so much more interesting to me where you're you're not only just using this thing you're adding to it you're adding to its lore you're you like you're enhancing its story and then some of the stuff at the end where you're like where's this character where's that character why wasn't this done you're like no that makes sense as i for me it's fun as i play these games because i i'll wonder at times like i wonder what would get cut if they were gonna make this a movie because so much of it is side quests and as much as you love it you're like, you can't do in everything. And as I'm watching through, I'm like, I get entirely why they cut this. get entirely why that wasn't added. And I, I, I just enjoyed it so thoroughly. So I, that's one that's a fan thing that I can't recommend enough. Um, there is another KOTOR series on there. Um, it's KOTOR 2. I can't remember the name of the... the Darth, it might be Darth Yancey, the YouTube channel, something around, along those lines. Its films are Rise of the Sith Lords, um, Hunger for the Force, and then Knights of Darkness Part 1 and Part 2. I haven't seen those yet. Uh, I've seen the first one, and I, I did dig it. Um, it. It's similar, it's very similar, and I think the 
the creator of that one was also involved in the other three uh, to the point that uh, in a great sequence in the special edition of Circle of Fate, Mitra Surik, if I'm not butchering her name terribly, she's the character of the exile that you get to play in um, KOTOR 2. Uh, you find out later what her name is. Uh, after the fact, they, they're like, all right, here's the canon. The canon is her name is Mitra Surik, and she was a female. Um, but they added her in in a great scene that I'm going to try not to spoil in a Circle of Fate. But then they also got the voice actress who voiced her uh, from the second and third and fourth films of the KOTOR 2 trilogy. Original in the first one, and that, that was the part that was rough for me to get around a bit. Um, the guy couldn't get somebody to voice the character, so it was a... Uh, Microsoft voice so at times it's very robotic where in the next subsequent stuff it's an actual person and even the fan comments have been like hey the first one's still good but it makes a huge difference having an actual voice behind it an actual person instead of just a, a computer program doing the doing the voice so I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing those I dug the first one um, but it, as much as I dig it and I'm looking forward to the more, it's, it's not hooking me the same way that the first three did. That's not to its detriment, but just just recognizing that. I'm pro I am going to watch the, uh, what's it called? I got it right here in front of me. Uh, just don't open it. Hunger for the Force soon. Um, the KOTOR series is so interesting. Um, and it's Star Wars going forward has said, we're going back a couple hundred or a thousand years to the High Republic. So it's I'm now very curious to see what elements from the former EU and the former canon, which KOTOR and KOTOR 2 and the Old Republic, but I'm just not going to call that TOR, um, that was in. I'm wondering what they're going to uh, adapt and use. So yeah, no, I, I, I cannot recommend it enough. Look up, especially the first three, the, uh, the KOTOR trilogy on YouTube. It is, it is an excellent fan project. And go in with that in mind. It's not a low-budget fan film, but also, no, it's not going to have a huge budget. It's not going to be any known names or anything like that. And I think when you, like, once you get on board with the, the voice of Logan Starr, you're going to have no problem getting on board with it. Because also you're watching stuff with games where at times the mouse, the, the mouse, of certain characters don't move the inserted characters it doesn't match up but that is what that is there's going to be some technical issues but it's great it is it is fantastic all right so my throat is starting to hurt so i'm going to wrap this up the other couple quick things i wanted to shout out are sorry give me a second to sip some tea uh these all all three of these you can find on youtube as well um, the first one I cannot recommend enough as well, and I'm going to say that about everything on here. Um, do yourselves a favor. Look up the scene. Look this up on YouTube. Star Wars SC38 Reimagined. Um, what somebody did was after, <laughs> after Rogue One, and we got that incredible Darth Vader hallway scene. Um, <coughs> sorry. Uh, someone remade a scene out of Star Wars. The Kenobi and Vader battle now isn't what it was. Because I get 
everybody understands why it is in A New Hope the way it is. It's an old man and a machine uh, shot in 1977 before they've added a lot of the choreography and intensity to lightsaber fights that we'd even start getting more of in the original trilogy uh, with the Luke and Vader duels. But it, especially after Rogue One and some of the stuff they've even had the characters like old old obi-wan popping up on rebels you're just kind of like man this this it that part hasn't aged well uh this being a fan recreation with uh with cg it's on point uh the cg works outstanding the faces of the because they're using the original face reactions and everything on these models in this new fight sequence works it's 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 just fantastic. I, I'm begging for someone to put that in a uh, in a, a final edition of the of the uh, of the original trilogy. Disney, you can give us McClunky, but you can't give us this. Come on. Uh, <laughs> all right. So the other two. One is um, just a short trailer, but it was done in the style of. Uh, I believe it's like 70s or 80s uh, Japanese anime movies or animated films. Uh, if you look on YouTube, Star Wars A New Hope and Emotion trailer, uh, you will not regret it. And the thing is, g- give me this. <laughs> Person who made this wonderful video, uh, give me this, please. Uh, Disney, find this person. Let them make an entire film of this i'd love all of a new hope like that um empire strikes back like that return of the jedi heck let them do all the films and i'm i'm in uh but especially the original trilogy the original trilogy is the one that i can go back the most to and if you give it to me in any form i will take it basically um so it's it's only a couple minutes, but it's a couple great minutes. It's just one of those things where it shows how the original trilogy especially can translate to other mediums, other visual entertainments, and still hold hold what it is. Um, and I would so badly want that. Um, uh, more trailers, but also the entire films, <laughs> especially the original trilogy. And the final one I want to talk about is... Uh, it's called TIE Fighter Remastered, and it's uh, it's another fan thing. Um, it's a Star Wars anime short film. Again, you can find this on YouTube. Um, it's just a skirmish between the Empire and the Rebellion, uh, and it is fantastic. I think it's about eight minutes, uh, eight to nine minutes in that ballpark, and it's so good. Uh, the animation is fantastic. The music is great. The story, although it doesn't need to be deep, is great. It's so good. Um, I know I'm repeating myself a lot, but it's because it's accurate. These are so good. Um, (laughs) And that's why I'm doing this episode. And that's where I'm actually going to close it, because I've I've gotten there. Um, Alright, so, dear listeners, thank you for listening. Uh, Coming soon, I will have more Star Wars episodes. Uh, I'm still trying to figure out what my Clone Wars episode is going to be. Or if it's just going to be one. Because the thing is, there's so much great stuff from Clone Wars that 
I could talk about the entire series. There's also so much great stuff from the uh, from the seventh season that I could do an entire episode. There's also so much amazing stuff in the final four episodes, which are some of, if not the best Star Wars that have come at, that has come out in so long. It's better than everything in the sequel trilogy. It's better than so much um, that I could do an entire episode just based on those. Heck, each of those four episodes I could probably do an in-depth, a deep dive into because of just how rich and good they are. So all that being said, I'm trying to figure out what that episode is. It will come soon, uh, but I'm still trying to give it a couple weeks uh, so the dust can settle a bit. Um, cause also I don't want someone to, even though I, in the past I've been like, Hey, it's been out. This is on you. In this case, I do want to give a little bit of time. So yeah, that's coming soon. Anyways, hope you enjoyed today's episode. Please let me know in the comments, what is some of your favorite Star Wars stories? And in particular, what are some of your favorite fan productions? If you get the chance to check out anything I recommended, please let me know. If you're commenting on YouTube or on the podcast itself or on our Facebook, yeah, drop a comment. Let me know. Uh, if you're on the website, 20, uh, sorry, got that wrong. If you're on the website, onecrossradiopodcast.com, comments are still disabled just because we got completely flummoxed and overrided with spam. Uh, drop me an email at 2099onecrossstreet.com. At, sorry, oh my gosh. Tired. Uh, 2099 cross Street at gmail.com, and I will happily respond. Um, and drop me a line there. Let me know what you, what, what some of your favorite stuff is. And if you saw the stuff I said, I recommended, let me know what you think. And also, if you have any prayer requests, please send them my way. I, I'm, like I've said before, I'm not in this to be like, oh, look at me praying for people. That's not what this is about. It stays offline. You won't be mentioned. Um, I'm just happy to pray for y'all. I'm so thankful for the love and support I get for here. I'm thankful for how God is using this. Um, and through that, I also want to use that to pray for people. So if you have a prayer request, please do not hesitate. Uh, you don't have to go into any depth. It could just be a simple message of, hey man, I need prayer. And that's it. And I'm happy to go with that. <coughs> All right. I'm going to get going because my throat is starting to hurt. All that being said, hope you're having a wonderful day. Stay safe and God bless my friends. Take care. Peace.